It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as we march our way through the hour, of course, we're always looking at ways we can elevate the conversation, and we want you to join us in that. You can always weigh in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And uh, give us your take on things uh, as they uh, are in your neck of the woods today. Give us a little perspective. Help us elevate uh, our conversation, expand our view and vision just a little bit. And uh, we're now going to go to uh, one of those elevating kinds of things. Uh, there are there are two kinds of, of bills uh, that uh, often get introduced into the House of Representatives. Uh, some are the show horse bills that have fancy names and titles, uh, rarely have any opportunity to pass. And then there's the workhorse bills. Uh, that actually are doing really important work for citizens, uh, not just in home states and districts, but uh, around the country. Yesterday, uh, Utah's John Curtis introduced such a bill, and he joins us now. Uh, Representative, thanks for uh, chiming in today. Hey, Boyd, I, t- I tell you what, that compliment means more more coming from you because you've been here and you know the difference, and so that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, well, this is to me, this is a uh, such an important piece of legislation, uh, really designed uh, to help those that are overcoming uh, drug addiction. Uh, and I just want to add on the front end of that that sometimes when we talk about that addiction, we 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 kind of visualize in our head somebody who's on the street who's made bad life choices, uh, but there are also many people who are dependent on opioids because of injuries or chronic pain, other illnesses, uh, who also will benefit from this. But give us a little backstory on how this bipartisan bill came about. Well, I, I, let me first address what you just said. Uh, who, who among us has not had a brother, or an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, right? somebody very, very close to us uh, deal with this, uh, these opioid addiction problems? And this, I wish we could shout from the housetops what's happening with this bill, because you hear about so much back in the district that you guys never work together, you never get anything done. And boy, what a great uh, example of bipartisan work. Yesterday I was on the floor when this bill was being debated in the House, and Democrats and Republicans alike complimented each other for their work on this bill. Uh, it's, I think it's the exact type of thing our constituents expect from us back here. Yeah, so important. And so give us some of the the nuts and bolts to this bill uh, and how it will actually help those who may be suffering from withdrawals or who are trying to get off of opioids. Well, uh, current law only allows the providers to prescribe a day's worth of medication. And and if you think about that, um, that that forces patients to go back to an ER or their healthcare setting the next day or, worst case scenario, resort back to the drugs uh, that they were taking. And this bill allows uh, providers to administer up to three days' worth of medication. It sounds so obvious, right, um, and, and common sense. And uh, I think everybody involved in, in this debate understands that this could be a very important part of, of winning people off uh, these difficult uh, substances that are abused. 
And, and that's the heart of it is instead of one day, they get up to three days. Yeah. And again, I think you described that uh, on the floor of the house yesterday. I watched uh, your speech there and describing just how, you know, that tolerance builds up, uh, that dependence builds up uh, in someone, again, whether they're using it recreationally or as an addict or whether they're receiving something because of a chronic pain situation. Uh, but often just that trauma of saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to get off of this medication uh, but then to have kind of that whiplash of all of these different symptoms uh, that they experience, yeah. and then they they really don't have a whole lot of choices. Exactly, and we make it so difficult for them. And the last thing we want to do is make this difficult for them to get that medication. Yeah, and uh, and so as you look at that, so we so it's passed through the house, uh, and then what is uh, what is it looking like on the Senate side? And is this something that can be done during a lame duck session, or or how do how do you uh, see this playing out rolling forward? I, we certainly hope so. And you mentioned it passed through the house, and it, as you know, this we, we use a term called suspension, which means it passed uh, on voice suspension, which is essentially a unanimous vote uh, in favor of this thing on both both parties. That gives it um, steam over on the Senate side, and and hopefully it can be a lame duck bill. Uh, These are the types of things that that we should be able to get done between now and the end of the year and that we should all, you know, feel good about uh, this type of legislation that helps people really in need. Yeah, and again, this is something that uh, I know in your district and uh, throughout the state of Utah, this is a a real issue, and uh, it is is one of those tragedies, in my view, that we we put people in in a situation uh, where they either just have to white knuckle their way through, uh, which rarely ends well, and in many cases can actually lead to an overdose. Uh, you know, exactly. if, some, if someone is going through a withdrawal and then suddenly they they can't take it anymore, they can't go to the doctor, they won't go to the ER, so they go back to the old uh, whatever the old medication was, and often take too much, uh, and often that has catastrophic and deadly results. Yeah, and if you understand what happens, is it's not even too much. They take what they took before, but because they've not been taking it, it then that's where the overdose occurs, and that's why a lot of people find themselves um, overdosed in this situation. Yeah, well, that is uh, this is great work. As I said, this is a workhorse bill, uh, getting things done. This is not about show horse stuff and uh, a lot of spotlights and a, and a bank of cameras. Uh, but Representative Curtis, we appreciate you leading on this uh, critical issue here in the state and across the country and uh, look forward to hopefully getting a similar unanimous consent on the Senate side and uh, get this thing done in the lame duck session. Boyd, thanks for putting the spotlight on it. Really appreciate you. You bet. Thanks. Uh, Representative John Curtis uh, joining us there from Washington, D.C. Uh, really important bill uh, there relating to those who are trying to overcome uh, drug addiction. And uh, we'll continue to follow that uh, here as we move along. Uh, as we wrap up the uh, first half of the program today, uh, again, this is one of those uh, bills that I, I hope the Senate just picks up quickly uh, and moves rapidly on. There's no reason for this to not be done by uh, unanimous consent in the United States Senate and get it to the president's desk and signed. Uh, why not get this done? This would be a great Thanksgiving uh, treat, I think, for a, a lot of folks. Uh, and again, if you're just joining us, the the essence of this bill Create space for healthcare providers to to help those who are trying to get off of uh, opioids, and and I just want to emphasize, it is not just the drug addict on the street. Uh, there are people in our communities, in our neighborhoods, who, for one reason or another, whether it's a chronic pain situation, a horrible surgery, or a surgery that maybe didn't work the way it was supposed to, uh, there are many who have become dependent. 
uh, on opioids and then trying to wean off of those. The withdrawal symptoms can be just absolutely brutal. Uh, and so what this bill uh, from uh, Representative Curtis does is it enables healthcare providers uh, to give people a, a better path on that. Uh, currently, it's only they can only provide one day's worth of medication. Uh, but again, if you've got someone who is having a hard time traveling uh, or any of those uh, factors, uh, then they really end up in really bad withdrawals, uh, which can have its own set of consequences, or they end up in the emergency room, another set of consequences, or they go back and take the opioid medication they were on before uh, because they just can't take the withdrawal symptoms any longer. Uh, and as we were talking about with Representative Curtis, uh, often that can be deadly uh, because even if they take just the same amount of opioids they had taken before in the midst of withdrawals, that could uh, be absolutely lethal and deadly. Uh, so I applaud uh, Representative Curtis. This is great work. This is the yeoman's work, hard work, heavy lifting uh, that really matters and appreciate his efforts on that today. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a bottom of the hour break. When we come back, our own Lee Lonsbury is going to join us. A lot of people are staffing up in Washington, D.C. and Utah's Capitol Hill. Let's talk about how important the staff is and how you get it right. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.